My name is Pastor Peter Gedaka. I serve as a pastor in Higher Ground Praise Chapel. We meet in Kiku Township Primary School. In this program, we do a Bible study. We'll pick up a certain book in the Bible and go through it verse by verse. The Bible says in Isaiah, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. That's the mode of Bible study that we do or we desire to do in this broadcast. So if you are there and that your desire is to grow in the Lord, and you know someone else whose that is the desire to dig deep in the word of God, call that person and let them know, born as if you will. So look for a Bible, get yourself a pen and a paper, or not a paper, a paper will, will fry and fry away. Get your pen and a book so that you can have something to light on. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you for finding time, even for these 30 minutes where we can go deep and seek God, to hear God through his word. Thank you so much. Let's get to the word. We are going to use King James, and where it's necessary, we will use a different translation so that to bring clarity to that scripture. Let's lead. Be ye therefore followers of God. As dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smearing flavor. Let's try and lead from NLT. Imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. You are his dear children. Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ. who He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. Preaching Aloma to God. Wow. Paul used a different reason for serving God. A different other than what most people would, would have used. He encouraged the church in Ephesus to walk in love. This is because they were God's children and it was their nature to act like their heavenly father. He wasn't using the motivation of fear whereby someone would tell you do this. If you don't do this, God will do this. If you don't do this, God will hit you. If you don't do this, God will put diseases on you. I mean that kind of fear where fear is instilled in you and you do what you're doing to avert judgment. Paul did not use that as his motivation or as your motivation to serve God. When fear is the motivation for serving God, it brings torment. You find that in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. If Christians had a true revelation of who they are and what they have in Christ, they would live holy. They would live holy lives out of love without the negative side effect of fear. Paul had just spoken in the previous verses that we should put off the old man and put on the new man. He detailed some of the ways we are supposed to do that and culminated by saying we should love others by walking in forgiveness. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven 
you and me. That is, that is Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. We saw that in our last broadcast. In other words, we should imitate God. How can we imitate God? We can do it because we are God's children. Children of God act like God himself. Children of God act like God because of who they are. Children imitate their father. If we are dear or God children, we will imitate God. As much loved children seek to please their father or also the children of God should seek to please their heavenly father. The living Bible led us this verse as follow God's example in everything you do just as much loved children imitates his, his father. Believers should do and exhibit the likeness of their father. This is what Paul is trying to bring out. Verse 2 goes on to tell us that six times in the epistle of Ephesians, Paul used the term walk. He's saying, walk like this. Walk like your father. And, and we had said earlier in the earlier broadcast that the word walk as used in the Bible is not the literal walking. We are step us at a time, step at a time, headed towards north or turning around and do all that, that kind of thing. Walk here indicates your way of life. How do you live? Born as if you were. How do you live? How do you conduct yourself? Born as if you were. Paul used the term walk. Walk in good works. Find that in, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Walk worthy of the calling you received. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. He says, walk no longer as the Gentiles do. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17. Walk in love. You find that one in this particular verse that we have just led. Walk as children of light. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. And it goes on to say, walk circumspectly. Ephesians chapter 5 15. This word contains the idea of regulating, conducting, and living one's life in a particular manner. In this verse, Paul admonishes to believers is to conduct their lives continually in love. For God is love. 1 John 4, 8. God is love. So you walk in love as God your father is love. If God lives in you, then you walk different. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3 says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you, as becometh saints. Let's read it from NLT. That is verse 3. It says, Let there be no sexual immorality impurity or greed among you. Such sins have no praise among God's people. Such sins have no praise among God's people. Let's see the New International Version translates this verse as follows. But among you there must not be even a hint wow. There must not be even a hint of sexual immorality. All of any kind of impunity. Oh, sorry, not impunity. Impurity 
any kind of impurity all of greed because these are improper for God's holy people these are improper for God's holy people Paul was sim- simply emphasizing that sexual impurities and covetousness should never be ever be a part of a Christian life it's so sad the many times even them Christians they live a life that is incongruent to what Paul is talking about right now a life where they don't give a damn and they do what they want it's they says it's my life it's my life i remember one time there was this thing that was trending in kenya about a lady who was reprimanded a police woman who was reprimanded for what they called indecent dressing she was not only reprimanded but it went it trended in kenya and people would say hashtag my life my dress my dress my life and when it comes to a christian it's no longer your life you've been bought with a price you are supposed to walk yes to walk according to the dictates of the word of god and therefore that's what we're saying it's sad it's sad it's sad the reason for the holiness paul had just advocated in the first part of this verse is that we are saints that very word saint it is the nature of a saint to be separate from the sin the world lives in bona sifiwe it's important to understand these things because it's in the bible we must preach it we can't say and suggest that we, sh- we should talk that makes the people out there happy and anything less or more than that we won't say let's look at verse 4 that is Ephesians 5:4 Paul says neither filthiness nor foolish talk talking nor jesting which are not convenient but rather giving thanks as Paul listed the things that are unbecoming to saints in Ephesians chapter 3 chapter 5 3 he included some things and in, in this verse that would come as a surprise to many Christians today he told us not to use foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient the greek word that was translated foolish talking literally means silly talk <laughs> silly talk those are talks they are not abrasive to anyone you listen to that and you wonder what kind of a person is this because if they are not abrasive they don't make sense they're supposed to be jokes they may necessarily not be dirty jokes but Paul is saying refrain from that there are some jokes you hear and oh boy <laughs> but Paul says refrain from that refrain from that silliness is not a godly trait this is not to say that there is no praise for joy and fun in the christian life In fact I do have some comedian Christian comedian who you hear it's a joke but keep you laughing but it's they're not dirty they are they are not jesting they are they are not foolish some of them you listen to the secular movies and secular entertaining that is entertaining whatever they leave you quite feeling 
uncomfortable. And therefore, that's what Paul is saying. Jesus himself was anointed with the oil of gladness more than anyone around him. That is Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Jesus had a good time, but he was never jesting and telling dirty jokes and, and foolish jokes. Let's go next. Let's move on from there. Paul mentioned jesting, but he qualified this by specifying jesting that is not convenient. What he's saying is that there is jesting that is convenient and there is jesting that is not convenient. And therefore he says jesting that is convenient. It's supposed to be amusement, joking. So you find there is joking that is okay. There is jesting that Paul says it's okay. That means that there is jesting that is convenient. The word convenient can mean fitting and proper, suitable, fitting. You are in a certain age group. There are jokes that won't go with that age, age group. Joking with a person in an appropriate, good, and suitable way can be very useful to building relationships. Jesting with a person in an appropriate way can be very damaging. It is not always easy to know what a type of jesting is, is, is appropriate. But it can definitely be said that if the person you are kidding doesn't like it, then you can you know that you know that one was not appropriate. Bonus if you will. That was not appropriate. And you don't want you don't need to get to that to know that it's not appropriate. The revised standard version translates this verse as entirely out of praise. A joke that is entirely out of praise, that is obscene, that is silly, vulgar, vulgar talk. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. The New International Version translates this verse as Noah should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of praise, but rather thanksgiving. But rather thanksgiving. You can see a lot often in these different versions and translations, they seem to give you an option. And other than getting to muddy, mucky waters that you're not quite sure, you can desist from that path and give thanks. Let's get somewhere you can bring out a topic and, you know, talk about God, his faithfulness. <laughs> Let's go to verse 5. Verse 5 says, For this, you know that no whoremonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. In the kingdom of Christ and of God. One of the main false teachings of Paul's day came from the group that was called the Gnostics. They taught that indulgence of sinful appetites meant nothing because the inner spirit was pure. So what they were saying is that it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do with your life. What matters is that your spirit is pure. Anything else you do, it's all right. 
it's okay. Does that sound familiar? That's what many people would be teaching and are teaching some extremes. And especially when it comes to grace. I would say I'm, I teach grace. I'm a grace person. But I also let you know that immoral life will lead you to hardening your heart. Not only hardening your heart will lead the enemy to open a door in your life. That is Romans chapter 6 verse 15 and 16. If you want to check, you can check that. But anyway, let's go on. The whoremongers, the unclean, and the covetous are idolaters. Idolaters do not have Christ as their God. They also don't have a praise in the kingdom. It's very clear. It's very clear. So Paul was stating the characteristic of an unbeliever here and admonishing the Christians not to act like them. The very fact that Paul instructed the believers not to partake of these sins shows that Christians can partake. It shows that they can partake. They can mislead by others to partake. They can choose to rebel to the dictates of the word of God and partake. But Paul says, be careful. Be careful. Walk after the dictates, after the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. It cannot be said better. But let's see what NLT, how NLT puts it. NLT says, For once you were full of darkness. Wow. <laughs> For once you were full of darkness. But now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. It says once you were darkness. Paul admonished the Ephesian saints not to become partakers with unbelievers. That is in their, in their sins. Why? What was the motive for living separate life or a separate life? He gave that motive in this particular verse. And it is because the nature of the believer has been changed. It was darkness once. Now it is light. You are the light of the world. You are the light put in darkness. Many people argue for holiness in order to obtain relationship with God. They tell you be holy and God will do this or that and that and that. Be holy so that God can do this and that and that. Paul was advocating holiness because of the relation, the relationship with God that we already have. It's the nature of Christians to walk in the light and not in darkness. If Christians were lightly informed of who they are and what they have in Christ, holiness would be a lifestyle. It would come naturally. It would not have to be forced, coerced, and all that. It would be natural. It would flow naturally out of them. It's their nature. It's their nature. Paul did not say that we were getting more and more light from the Lord. But that we are light now, light in the Lord. True believers 
becomes light. True believers became light the moment they are born again in their inner selves. That is a position of truth that doesn't fluctuate with their performance. It's a position of truth. But here Paul is asking you to practically walk and reveal that which is position, a position of truth in Christ. It needs to be more than just a position of truth. However, it needs to become an experiential reality in their physical lives. That's what Paul is saying here. Before we were born again, we were not just part-time children of the devil. <laughs> we were lost, total, tattery, all the time. Even when we were acting good, we were still lost. Now, we have become full-time children of light. That's who we are. That's our nature. It needs to become our experience. Let's look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Paul was promoting holiness because that's the nature of a Christian. Here, he gave us another reason for living holy lives. It's because the fruit of the Spirit is born in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And godliness inhibits the growth of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. That's not because God's love is conditional. His love is unconditional. But just as seeds cannot grow without light, so the darkness of ungodliness in our lives will limit the production of the fruit of the Spirit. I'll repeat that. That just as seed cannot grow without light. If you did biology, you know that the, all seeds need light to grow. So the darkness of ungodliness in our lives limits the production of the fruit of the spirit in our lives. If we cultivate a life of hatred, the fruit of love will not manifest. If we are truly born again, indeed, that love is present in our spirit. Galatians 5.22 But it cannot flow while we are operating in hatred. Hallelujah. It's great. It's, those are facts. Those are facts. Those are great facts. So we'll cross our broadcast at this point and we'll pick from here in the next broadcast. But that is a good place to close our broadcast. And I'll close it with repeating this again, that the seed cannot grow without light. Just as the seed cannot grow without light, so the darkness of ungodliness in our lives will limit the production of the fruit of the Spirit in your life. We need to cultivate a life of love because a life of hate will curtail the fruit of love. Before we close the broadcast, as usual, because it's important, I want to give someone who's not born again an opportunity to make this decision and receive Christ in their heart and therefore make Christ their Lord and Savior. There is a hell to miss and there is a heaven to gain. There is no third option. So if you are there and you want 
to give your life to Christ whereby you know that you know that you know that you're born again. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he died. I believe that he was buried. I believe that he is lazy. And now I choose the lazy Christ. I open my heart and receive him in my heart. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Light my name in the book of life. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm now born again. I'm now born again. Thank you. I believe you've made that prayer and sincerely so. From the bottom of your heart, I want to tell you now, you are born again. It's a scripture, it's scriptural, and God doesn't lie. You believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And your confession is made into salvation. I will ask you, I know you know someone in your neighborhood. It might be your friend. It might be your relative. It might be a pastor or a leader of the church, of a church, who you know their life is light. I will ask you to go there and let them know what you have done. You have received Christ through a broadcast and they will help you to move on from there. You can also call me and I'll give you my number which is 0751030930. That is 0510309 30. Pastor Peter Gedaka. And you can call me and we can talk some more. I can we can encourage one another. And thank you so much 